Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rob's video blog. Today I would like to lament about getting screwed by a bank. Now everybody knows that the general population has been screwed by the banks a number of years ago when the federal government issued hundreds of billions of dollars in, in bailouts, um, but it just seems like recently you hear more and more stories of individuals getting screwed by banks in various forms, whether their homes being illegally foreclosed on or them not disclosing terms and conditions of loans and, and bank accounts and uh, brokerage accounts and all sorts of things like that. Aside from the usual uh, banks just being uh, banks and operating uh, immorally, operating beyond the confines of the law and their own, uh, their own written contracts and agreements. Those of you who know me know that my company went through a merger a little under a year ago and when that merger happened, our 401k got rolled over from um, one bank to Fidelity, which is our new 401k um, custodian. And at the time, um, our existing 401k had an option for a uh, self-directed portion of our 401k plan. So you were able to take a portion of your 401k and dump it into this uh, sub account and you could purchase pretty much um, any equity, pretty much anything that was... Um, uh, publicly traded on New York Stock Exchange, uh, Chicago Stock Exchange, even even some uh, international stocks were able to be uh, were able to be purchased. ADRs, indices, pretty much ninety five percent of what uh, what people trade day to day, you could purchase in this uh, self directed portion of your four hundred one k, which was very nice. And at that time, I had purchased um, a number of master limited partnerships. Now, master limited partnerships are um, equities uh, which get special tax treatment uh, from the government. They don't pay income tax. They pass all the income directly on to the holder, which would be me in this case, and uh, I would be liable for paying the, uh, paying the tax. That, that income that I get from that would get reported as regular um, standard income on my uh, income tax form, and I would pay regular tax on that. The advantage of that, obviously, is because they're not paying corporate tax and then passing on dividends, which then get taxed once again, um, they're able to offer higher dividends. Nonetheless, I held a number of these in my original 401k plan. Now, I also hold a number of master limited partnerships in a uh, personal IRA and Roth IRA and in a brokerage account. And I know in my IRA and Roth IRA, I had a hard time getting uh, finding a bank to allow me to hold master limited partnerships in uh, my IRA and my Roth IRA. And the reason for that is master limited partnerships generate what's called unrelated business income, um, which is taxable, which is considered to be a taxable income stream in a tax sheltered account. So an IRA or a 401k is a tax sheltered account. You don't get taxed on it until you take it out or until you reach a certain age. So, or you, you don't, you don't pay taxes, uh, if you take it out a certain age or you meet certain criteria. Um, so because, uh, this, the MLPs get a sort of tax advantage because then they don't, uh, pay income, they don't pay corporate income tax. The income that you do get from it is considered unrelated business income and could possibly be subject to taxes if it's held in a tax sheltered account, like a 401k or an IRA. So, I was able to find a couple banks to do that, and I am currently holding them in my IRAs and 401ks, and it's actually very common. There are tons and tons and tons of people that can do it. 
The only caveat with it is you got to file some paperwork to make sure that if you do have to pay that tax, that your custodian pays that tax for you. So if I had it in bank A and my, uh, the end of the year, I calculated all my taxes and I had to pay unrelated business income tax for my holdings in my 401k or my IRA, the bank that actually is the custodian of that account would have to pay the taxes for me. And then they would either send me a bill or they would just deduct the amount from my account. Typically they just deduct the amount from your account. It requires paperwork. So back to where we previously started, my company rolled over the 401k from our previous bank into Fidelity. And at the time I called up Fidelity and I had asked them, I said, Fidelity, I have this self-directed portion of my 401k that's going to get rolled over. I just want to be sure that you guys have a self-directed portion of your 401k. And they said that they did. And I said, I want to double check that it's okay for me to hold master limited partnerships in there because I know a lot of banks don't like to do it because they have to file the paperwork and they have to, they potentially may have to pay taxes and they don't want to have to take on the liability or handle the paperwork or deal with any of that. And I was told outright, nope, not a problem. All of our uh, people that have um, tax sheltered accounts with us um, are allowed to hold MLPs will not be a problem. So, okay. Everything got rolled over maybe six months ago, six or seven months ago, and everything was good. Um, September rolls around and I get an email from Fidelity telling me, oh, just to let you know, we are no longer allowing people to hold master limited partnerships in their tax sheltered accounts anymore because it is not in line with the investment objective of the account, which is uh, banks speak for, we don't want to do the paperwork, so we're going to make you get rid of all your positions. Now, a reasonable thing to do, because these are equities that are held and they go up and down, and specifically master limited partnerships are all natural resource based, which means if you follow the stock market, you know, gas and oil prices and coal prices and mineral prices, they can be very volatile. They go up a lot, they go down a lot, they go up a lot, they go down a lot. So when I got this email and they told me that within 60 days, I was going to have to liquidate all my positions, I looked and said, wow, I am totally screwed out of thousands of dollars because my positions last year that were up 70, 80, 90% are now down 40, 50, 60%. Um, so needless to say, I was very upset about this. So I called up Fidelity and I said, look, uh, I, you know, I spoke to you guys about this. I went through the whole thing and I was pretty much told you're SOL. There's nothing you can do about it. And I said, how could you possibly force your customers to liquidate a position and make them take a massive loss? And the reply that I got from them was the following. We at Fidelity have a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that our clients are invested in the right investments that are appropriate for that account. Now run this through your mind. They're telling me that by making me liquidate my master limited partnerships, they are acting in my fiduciary best interest. Can someone explain to me how forcing your client to take a massive loss is acting fiduciarily responsible? I mean, it's totally and completely insane. The bottom line is they don't want to do the paperwork. They don't want to have to uh, take the liability of possibly having to calculate the taxes, pay the taxes, and then bill me. And I spoke to a bunch of people at Fidelity. I spoke to people in my benefits department. And I said to all of them, I said, look, I said, 
If you don't want to allow me to buy any more MLPs or even reinvest the dividends, um, I don't have a problem with that. If you want to charge me an extra fee because there is a significant uh, overhead cost associated with handling all the paperwork and tracking the documentation and paying the taxes and billing me back, I said, I'm willing to pay a greater fee. But for me to have to sell this stuff in the next 60 days, I am literally going to be screwed. And they pretty much told me, eh, there's nothing you can do about it. Go pound salt. Now, I expect this from a bank because I am yet to be involved with a bank that is honest, that is focused on the customer and gives the customer what they want. They never do. They don't care. They don't care about the little bit of money that I have. So I expect that from a bank and that irritates me. The thing that irritates me even more is that, you know, you're forced into using these, these bastard banks. You're forced into it in two fashions. One, the government uh, has a tax code that says, hey, if you want to save for retirement, shove 15% of your income into these 401ks that are administered by only these certain number of banks and uh, you know, you'll get a tax benefit from it. So if you want to know why uh, stock prices are exorbitantly out of control and go way out of control, just look at the fact that anywhere from zero to 15% of people's incomes get jammed into these 401ks pretty much by default. And on top of it, they jam you into these 401ks by these banks and they don't even let you invest in cool stuff. We're very lucky that we actually have a self-directed portion uh, of our 401k that we can buy various different equities and things like that. But most people, they give you like a list of like five or 10 like indices um, to buy and they're usually vanilla garbage. It's, it's essentially garbage. You're taking your money, you're handing it over to a criminal that doesn't really care about you and they just want your money, want to collect their fee and they say, oh, by the way, our, we take our money and we invest it in all this really cool stuff, but you're just a clown that we don't really care about. So here's a menu of like 10 things that probably are going to give you a crap return on your money anyway. So you get jammed into these things pretty much by force. And then uh, at the end of the day, they say, oh, guess what? We don't want to do any work or do any paperwork. So you have to sell your stuff and take a massive loss. And oh, by the way, you're welcome for being, you know, uh, fiduciary responsible and making you do this sort of thing. It's like, it's so totally and completely mind-boggling, it drives you nuts. So you may ask the question, well, Rob, if that's the case, why do you even put money in your 401k plan? Well, to be honest with you, I literally only put the amount that my company matches up to that amount because they, they literally match 100% up to a certain amount. And even getting a bad rate of return, you know, getting, getting a match on that, um, is, uh, is really good. You'd be stupid not to do it, but, uh, you know, these banks, they just, they absolutely positively drive, drive you nuts. And you really gotta rebel. And that's the thing that drives me the most nuts is because you're stuck into using this one bank through the company, this crappy 401k plan. So it's not like I can even say, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm taking my 401k money and I'm going somewhere else. I can't do that. You can't roll it over because the federal government only allows you to withdraw your 401k in certain scenarios. If you get sick, if you're starting a business, if it's a first time uh, home that you're buying, or if you terminate your employment. So if I wanted to take my money out and not take the loss in my 401k because Fidelity is making me liquidate my assets, um, liquidate my positions, I would have to quit my job just to, just to get a hold and control of my money. I'd have to quit my job. I mean, it's, it's totally and completely insane. Um, so needless to say, I'm pretty, pretty irritated about it. But like I said, what I'm most irritated about is as a consumer, you're not really a consumer. You're forced into it. I don't have a choice. I can't take my 401k and go, you know what? Screw you guys, Fidelity. I'm going to bank 
XYZ because they're not clowns like you. They let me hold MLPs and they're good with customer service. Um, I can't even do that. The only small thing that I did tell them was, listen, I have a brokerage account with you guys. I have stuff in there. I have a reasonable amount of money. It's immediately coming out and it, it has, it's been a month since then. Money's come out. It's gone to a competing bank. So, um, you know, don't expect, you know, reform to come from the government or any of this kind of stuff because the two closest people in society are the politicians and the bankers and is the most unholy alliance imaginable. So don't expect any reform to come that way. The only way that you could possibly get any sort of reform is for consumer revolt. And in this case with 401ks, you're screwed because you can't take the money out. You can't go somewhere else. So there's no consumer revolt uh, in that regard. So I would urge people to bank locally, bank smaller banks, maybe um, even um, community banks and... Um, Oh, geez, what are those things called? I can't even think of the name of them. Uh, credit unions, even credit unions. Um, you know, they're still kind of, they still have FDIC insurance and they still have uh, federal credit union insurance. So they are backed by the federal government. They still have ties that way. So they could always, could always screw you that way. But uh, I, I really think that the smaller banks and the more local community banks, at least you'll get better customer service. I feel like if they were going to screw you like that and you went in there and you had, you know, a lot of money with them and stuff like that, I think they would probably make an exception for you. Um, because they don't have millions and millions of customers that, hey, if Rob DiNicola gets screwed, what the hell do I care? You know, if the guys, you know, if the local banks only got 10,000 people and they're screwing, you know, 20 of them, it's, it could be a lot of money for them. It, it, it makes a difference. So, you know, people like to buy locally. I say bank locally. Take the, take the money back, take the power back from these, uh, from these politically connected, uh, clowny banks and, uh, reclaim your money. Um, just be careful. You know, these banks, uh, if you've ever gone into a bank to try and take your money out, I mean, they ask you like a 100,000 questions. I don't know how many people I've spoken to. Uh, this happened to me personally, but I don't know how many people that I have spoken to who've gone to a bank to take out a large sum of money, whether to buy a car or put a down payment on a home or, uh, or, or for new construction or whatever the case is. It doesn't matter what you want to take your money out for. It's your money. You, you, it's amazing the hoops that you have to jump through to get your own money. It's not even like your money that you give them the money. And if you read the terms and conditions of, of them holding your money, they could like deny you access to your money. They can hold it for so many days. They cannot give it to you. You don't even know if it's there. I mean, you don't even get to go into the vault and audit it, whether or not they actually have the money, whether it's just, you know, some numbers on the screen. Ah, who, who the heck knows? It, it's a totally corrupt system. So uh, just remember, the only thing that you actually have is the stuff in your house and in your hand. If it's sitting with a bank somewhere, don't bank on uh, it being there when you want to get it out. I know it's a morbid and kind of uh, kind of crazy situation to consider, but uh, you know when the rubber meets the road, um, those guys are going to keep the money for themselves, and they don't give a damn about you. So just keep that in mind when it comes to banking. Sorry, this one was so morbid and, and uh, upsetting, but uh, is a terrible situation. I thought it need to be uh, need to be brought to light. So uh, bank locally, and I'll see you next time.